Welcome to the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine. UX introduces a simple formula for personal and business growth based around one principle. We can't solve big, valuable problems alone. Starting with this principle, UX equips and empowers us to pour ourselves into people and systems, scale authentically, and create a life of exponential freedom and impact. And now, let's get started with the latest episode of the UX Podcast. What's up, Rockstars? Matt Johnson back with another phenomenal conversation. And today we're talking about business models for thought leaders. My guest today, Mitchell Levy, he is the founder of AHA That. Uh, they help C-suite execs, entrepreneurs, speakers, coaches, business owners, basically thought leaders uh, become the go-to expert in their field by becoming a best-selling author. So in other words, what Mitchell does is they have a done-for-you book writing service. Their average time to production is about four months. And uh, so they, they're kind of a, a Uh, I wouldn't say a mirror image, but very, very similar to what our agency does in the podcasting space. They do in the book writing space. What's interesting about Mitchell's business model, though, is that their average book takes about four months to complete, right? So you jump on, you have an interview, they do a bunch of behind the scenes work. Four months later, you're an Amazon bestseller, which is awesome. It's a great in-demand kind of package, but we go into it with Mitchell. Basically, what's happening is that it ends up being a kind of a transactional business. And so, First of all, I love the way that, that he's moving because he's moving towards fixing that and he's got a very innovative way of doing it because he's looking for more of a recurring business, you know, record, recurring revenue business model. And the challenge is how do you get there, right? So how do you take something where you're already selling something successfully to clients, but it's just short-term kind of package and it's, it has a start point and it has an end point and then they're going to move on, right? They don't, they don't really need you necessarily. They don't need to pay you every month for something because you've delivered what you promised to deliver and the relationship might be done there. Um, how do you extend their customer lifetime value? How do you turn that into some recurring revenue? So we talk about that. We talk about the partner program that he's putting together that will partially solve that, but also be a consistent source, like a lead generation source for him for his core service. We talk about why he's not trying to deliver a bunch of the other services that his clients need himself, which is extremely tempting to do. Uh, As a coach, consultant, or agency owner, you have a certain ideal client, and the thing that you do for them is probably just one piece of the puzzle of the things they should be doing or could be doing to get amazing results, and it's very tempting to then either start adding services or even starting uh, to the point of starting other companies or side companies to try to provide those other services. And uh, Mitchell, I think smartly has decided not to do that, but instead to go to the people that are already the best at delivering those other services his clients need and figuring out, okay, how do we partner together to send each other referrals and build this network of people that we all trust to where somebody that comes into our ecosystem through any one of us, if they need one of the other people, we have that high level of trust to where we can send them to anyone else in this, in this kind of ecosystem and know that they're going to be taken care of and know that they're going to get amazing results. And how do you monetize that network? So we, we really went into some awesome concepts here. Uh, if you don't know Mitchell, you should. Uh, so he is a TEDx speaker and a national best-selling author with 60 business books. He's a contributor to Entrepreneur Magazine. He's provided strategic consulting to 100-plus companies. Um, very, very cool and, and great, great energy. I loved this conversation. So I'm super excited for you to hear it because if you're in the thought leader space, if you are one or they're your clients, you absolutely need to hear this conversation. So let's jump in with Mitchell. Well, first of all, Mitchell, welcome to the show. <laughs> it's great to be here. It's always so much fun to talk to you. 
<laughs> I'm super pumped for the conversation. So we want to get into business models. This is going to be a really awesome conversation that we're going to try to keep somewhere south of three hours because we don't have, <laughs> we don't right. have that much time. Quick answers. Um, exactly. Quick <laughs> answers. So speaking of a quick answer, tell everybody um, before we get into the business models, tell people about yours and specifically like the, the type of package you sell and the average time that you're working with a client to deliver what you deliver. So the high level conversation, Mitchell Levy, the aha guy from aha that we empower experts, companies, and thought leaders to share their genius. All right. What does that mean? Okay. We are a done for you book writing service. Okay. So what you have to imagine is having spent, how about two hours in an interview? So you and I have a fun, you know how fun it is, Matt, to have interviews. You and I have yeah. a two hour interview. I pull the genius from your head. What we focus on is your, your customers, the pain point you solve for your customers. I call it the CPOP, your customer point of pain. So we mm -hmm. do a two-hour interview. After that, there's a little bit of review time. What you have to imagine now is four months down the road, you're an Amazon best-selling author in paperback, mm -hmm. hardcover. Doesn't that sound like it's got <laughs> thoughtful con content? Uh, paperback, hardcover, PDF, Kindle, and we have a platform called AHA That where we've got 750,000 users who are sharing your content. So uh, business model, uh, done for you book writing where you are spending somewhere between two to five hours, four months down the road, you have your book done that your customers and prospects look at and say, I am the expert, you are, because mm -hmm. your, your title of your book is the CPOP, the customer point of pain you're solving. Yeah. You become an Amazon best-selling author of that, and it's, it's the no-brainer approach to, uh, we're basically pulling your brain, we're just making it easy so you, you could spend your time marketing and selling and executing for your clients versus wasting time writing a book. This is true. And, and just as a quick aside, before we get into the business model conversation, you've showed me the inside of the books. And there's something that I really like that you didn't point out, which is that the, the content inside is very modular. And, and I would say, in my opinion, almost like a blog post base. And to me, that overcomes the single biggest objection that any smart thought leader has to writing a book this way, which is that, well, the, the quality of it is just not going to be the continuity and, and just the quality is not going to be what I want it to be if somebody else is doing the writing based off of a two-hour interview. And I would challenge that if they, if they look at the inside of one of your books, they'll see what I mean. It, for me, it was instant, like, oh, I get it. That, that is an exact straight line between the, the, the modular bits of content you pull out of somebody's head and the way that the book is out, laid out. To me, to me, it's very, very good. And it's a way, that's the best way I've seen to deal with it. Oh, beautiful. Well, for yeah. those people who, who, uh, who remember Evelyn Wood and Evelyn Wood speed reading, it's the Evelyn Wood speed reading of your brain. It is essentially these short snippets. If you're a speaker, you speak in sound bites. Mm -hmm. What we're doing is we're giving you the inside of a book has 140 bite-sized quotes, 140 sound bites, and seven blog posts. And I'll give you one example. We did a book for Bill Wallace. Bill's book is called Being a Catalyst for Success. And what's fascinating about his book, let me read you my favorite aha message. So he is the number one servant leader in the world. I mean, I've never met anyone like him who cares so much about the person he's working with. He's, he runs a group in Dallas, been running it for 30 years called Success, Success North Dallas. So here's aha number three, and you'll see how powerful a single aha message is. It says, living a good life is determined by the smiles that appear on the faces of others every time they see you, and they keep that smile after you've gone. Hmm. Wouldn't that be a life that we all would be proud of living? Yeah. 
Yeah. And I love that approach to the, like being able to dip into the book and get something out of it like that. That's extremely actionable, thought provoking and, and leaves you thinking about the book, even after you put it down and walk away for the day. You can't ask for much more than that as, as a business book author. Beautiful. So let's dive into the business model because here, here's the problem. You, you, and you've experienced this and you're working on ways to mitigate this. And that's what I want to talk about today. So you have a package that takes about four months to complete. Um, and so we understand the value to the expert, right? Done for you book writing service. Awesome. Let's talk about from you and your perspective as the business owner. Essentially, what you've got is you have to have a machine that brings you nothing but new prospects all the time because you're not keeping them for a year or two, right? So that, I think that's the challenge that most agency owners or business owners find themselves in is you just you have to build this massive machine. And what do you do with all the people you've served? Uh, did they just go away and you never see them, never talk to them again? So let's talk about uh, some of your thoughts on that and, and what are you, where are you going to kind of deal with that transactional based oh, business model? It's a great question. There are two answers to that. Let me, let me give you both. But, but first, the, let me say one thing. When I, when I look at an author, when we're actually creating a book for somebody, we're writing about their CPOP, their customer point of pain. Now, I'm a publisher. I'm going to say something that publishers don't say. My customers that come to me, their CPOP is not that they need a book, mm -hmm. right? Their CPOP is they want more clients, right? Right. So it just so happens because I have this amazing cookie cutter approach to creating a book, what some of our authors come to us and they know what to do with a book once we give it to them. So that's why we threw in the Amazon bestseller campaign. So I can tell you, we can write your book, guaranteed. We can write your book, guaranteed. We can make you an Amazon bestseller up until about a 99% success factor. There's yeah. always, there's always that 1%. Right. So what I can't do is I can't tell you, you're going to get new business with that book. So mm -hmm. what I'm doing this year is I've got 25 partners I'm going to be working with who all help complement what an author can do with a book. So whether it's Matt, whether it's guys like you that help create your own thought leadership channel, whether it's guys who help you with LinkedIn, fill your calendar, not just with leads, but with good qualified appointments, uh, have the same thing with Facebook, Instagram, have a speaker coach who guarantees you're going to make a certain dollar amount or she'll book you to make more. Essentially, I've got, oh, I wanted to choose one marketing agency. I interviewed 20. I, I came up with five. We're going to create an entire aha book. And what does it mean in today's world to use a marketing slash PR agency? What should you expect? What makes yeah, sense? Interesting. And what's fascinating is if you watch all five shows, you're going to yeah. see how wildly different a marketing agency can be. Yeah. Right. So, so one answer to your question is having a series of partners that can help the author deliver value to their prospect with a book. Mm -hmm. Here's a second answer to your question. My books are not, when you do a book with us, it's not a boil the ocean. We solve a huge, wide problem. What I would want to say is your CPOP needs to be as narrowly defined as you possibly can make it. Yeah. So if you have a narrow, so in your case, if we're talking about creating a thought leadership show, when you talk to your prospect, let's create a show, an ongoing podcast that focuses on this topic. Great. Now, what happens if tomorrow a new audience opens up for you? Well, it's quite possible that, for instance, with a book, we can have a book that's very narrowly focused on a topic, and now we can change it slightly to focus, create a new cover, slightly update the content in the other inside, and create a new book. So part of what we do, because we're a print-on-demand POD printer, 
-hmm. is we could do custom versions of the book. We could do new versions of the book. We have much easier price models. So I'm not a one and done. I want to make sure that the, those folks we work with work with us for life because it's, there's not just, if you could snap your fingers and have a book, you just don't create one book and you're done in life. Right. Every time you have a new audience you want to go after, every time there's a slightly new topic you want to go after, you can now think about, man, how cool would it be if I had a book? Mm-hmm. All right. So that makes sense. So two things are going on there. Number one, you're building up uh, an ecosystem of people, not only that, that supplement what you do and make what you do more effective, but theoretically would also refer and send business back to each other. That, that could be structured or unstructured, right? So um, some agencies have a very structured, hey, 10% recurring revenue uh, off of any client you send me, like very, very easy, or it's, it's whatever off their build fee. Fine. So you got structured and unstructured. Then you've got the other side of the equation, which is taking what could just be a one-time, one-and-done transactional relationship and turning it into an ongoing relationship where they come in and out of your world as paying clients, but they don't leave your world. Like you want to make your ecosystem basically as sticky as possible. You want to make the, the, the world of aha as sticky as possible so that you're leading a tribe in a certain direction. And the only question is, you know, they could be paying me money now or maybe they're not but they're still in the aha tribe, right? So to yeah, me, that's, it's a different way of looking at it. If you're an aha that author, my job is to help get you clients. Yeah. Particularly if you're an author and I run across a prospect that's a good prospect for you, what I'm going to lead with is I'm going to give them a copy of your book. Hey, talk to this guy. Talk mm-hmm. to this person. You know, it's the really cool part of the world is if I can create an infrastructure of partners who also feel the same way. Right. Mm-hmm. So Matt, if, if there's one of our authors like like Bill Wallace, you need, you know, somebody comes to you tomorrow and says, I need a servant leader to talk to. And you think, hey, Mitchell Levy just mentioned Bill Wallace. Well, mm-hmm. I've got 500 other Bill Wallace's <laughs> that that fit. Right. So yeah. not that there's anyone in the world like Bill. So yeah, just exactly. <laughs> but, but what I'm getting at is if we can create a structure where we really care about the people that come into our system, yeah. you not only come into the system as a client, you come into the system as, as an equal. Mm-hmm. And then you, you, you're going to help because it's really, at the end of the day, it's word of mouth marketing. It's, it's we do business with those we know, like, and trust. So mm-hmm. we're just cr- increasing the number of people that we actually do know, hopefully like, and trust. Now, here's, here's one of the golden, golden questions. Uh, so once you recognize that, Hey, I have this core business that is transactional in nature and they're going to, they're going to come in and out as clients and hopefully they keep coming back. But even when they do come back, it's still a transaction and it will have a defined start and end point. So then you say, okay, well, I want to help them get better results. And there's all these other needs that they have. I think what most of us get, get stuck in, 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 the question is, okay, do I start another company, another brand? Do I offer another service within my existing company? And I love your approach, and I'm curious why you took it, which is you're not trying to do everything. You're partnering with the people that are specialists at what they do, rather than you trying to provide all these services internally, or even start other companies that provide the services. So why did you go that way? So this is the second time you're asking me this question. I really appreciate because I didn't answer it the way you wanted the first time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I got that. I love your business model focus. So yeah. that's one of the things I exactly did because I had mostly a transaction-based service. I wanted an ongoing recurring revenue stream. Mm-hmm. 
So for instance, in 2018, I actually hired somebody, trained them, and they got me on 150 podcasts Mm -hmm. and did it reasonably well, happy with the results. Question I asked myself is, do I want to create a new business to do that? Right. Or do I want to stay focused with what I do, which is my decision, and do I want to find somebody else? So I interviewed three people who are the top of the line of doing that, and one of them will be one of my trusted partners. So in this particular case, I want to stay good at what we do and focused at what we do, but part of it is also increasing the network, essentially sharing the love. Mm -hmm. And so my ongoing recurring revenue stream will be the fact that so many other people are going to get business as a result of uh, as a result of the people we bring in at whether or not you think the books are the top of the funnel or any one of the partners can be top of the funnel and then they get shared everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. And that's to me, that's the value of having what I would call a partner program, which is actually how I got started and, and did my first podcast. I was actually part of a partner program at my old agency. And it's, it's genius. It still drives all the business development for that, for that agency. And they've grown to 500 clients, monthly recurring revenue. Mm. Uh, just literally 500 clients, stroking them a check every month. Uh, it's one of the best business models I've ever seen. Absolutely beautiful. So here's my theory. So, um, for most of us that are in the thought leadership game, because you're, you're in it as much as I am, you, you serve other thought leaders just like I do, but we're also thought leaders in our own right. And that's, we have that same business model. Um, my theory is that the best thing for us, for the combination of freedom and fulfillment and impact that we want is to have like a business model where you've got both recurring income and spikes. Right. So like, and and this is totally theoretical, but I'll just throw it out there to see if it resonates, but it totally resonates for me. I I want the security of knowing I've got monthly recurring income, but I also want the variety of knowing that there's a possibility for big windfalls and things like that to come in. And so I want to, I want those two elements in my business. I don't want to have just like just having the big spikes and not having any security is extremely risky, especially if you have staff, but then just having the recurring income gets boring right? And so you want those, you want something that gives you some spikes. So to me, that's kind of the ideal for a thought leader is to have something that hits both of those types of revenue. Dude, I, 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 I'll say this on recording. I love your brain. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's so funny. I, if you look at companies that are SaaS-based companies, mm-hmm. they're happy with a nice ongoing recurring revenue stream. They're, they're happy in that way, because their their boss is Wall Street, and they're they want to have a yeah, show of consistent want. revenue growth, right? Yeah. But for the, for an entrepreneur and a thought leader, you are by definition an adrenaline junkie, and if you just have a consistent flow, you may ultimately get bored of what you do because it's just uh huh, it's just another day, right? So. Yeah. I, I like it from not just a revenue perspective, but it gets that adrenaline going. You, you're still, if you can, if you can pay all the bills and then some, right? Mm-hmm. Nice, consistent revenue, yeah. and then have your wins throughout the year. Man, that's like a perfect world for any entrepreneur, any thought leader. Yeah, I, I noticed for me, I've like I've noticed that about myself. And it's funny, I was talking to one of my own, like I just hired a gal on to have to do some project management for us, and she works for some other clients. So she's in, she's me three years ago, right? She's working for me, but she's also doing her own thing and building her own thing. And so I was having this conversation with her about boredom. And what's funny is that she's noticed the same thing that a lot of us notice, which is that once we figure out a problem, 
and we get right to the point where if we start doing a lot of it, it starts to get really profitable. That's also the point where we start looking around for the next problem to solve. <laughs> oh, well, Matt, for me, habit. I've spent my entire life, once I solve a problem once, mm-hmm. I document it. Typically, I'm using Google Docs. Mm-hmm. Then I hire somebody to actually do it on a recurring basis so I can walk out and do the next thing. And, that, and that's the key, right? So you've got to be able to document the process that you created, have somebody else do it, and then they leverage your leadership and your occasional problem-solving skills, right? And that's where you get that ongoing value of having solved the problem and then setting up the system where the problem keeps getting solved, but you're not having to do the on-the-ground work. And I think a lot of us would love to get there. I mean, that, that's, that's where I am with the podcast business. But I know from experience, the only way to get there is you have to be a good leader. And unfortunately, a lot of thought leaders are not great leaders, at least in the sense of working with staff and creating systems that may be great great on the, in the trenches or something out front, but Matt, we have a book for that. What's that? (laughs) (laughs) That, that I believe. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, uh, for those that are just curious and you want to share content going to aha that.com. Um, it's free to use, free to share. There's 750,000 users that have access to 47,000 aha messages. Mm-hmm. So if you want content to share. So these are all the bite-sized books of all the books you've ever These produced. are all the bite-sized messages that are inside the books. Mm-hmm. And then uh, something else which is fun is we also have ahathatradio.com. So our authors who have wanted to read their books and create audio versions of their book, we share, there are, in, in addition to Audible, there are 22 other locations that sell audiobooks. So <laughs> what we do is we sell the audiobooks on all 23 locations. And we stream the author on AHA That Radio. So if you want to listen to AHA messages 24 hours a day, you go to ahathatradio.com. Love it. And what's, what, where does that fit into your, your ecosystem? Is that part of, do you look at it as a marketing platform for the content that you're producing? Essentially a value add, something that just pleases the clients? Makes it's a hundred percent. I, I look at it hundred percent as a value add. When mm-hmm. I was, the question becomes when I was on 150 radio shows, podcast in 2018. So what do you do? You know, what's your go to market? Like everyone always says, you know, Hey, how do people reach out out to you? Uh, Some do not that many. Right. But, but the people actually do. Um, Do you actually make an offer and hope that people do things? Or do you, if thought leaders, you want to be exposed many times. So what I do now is I say, listen, go here. It's free. Trust me, if you listen to even five or 10 minutes of somebody reading their aha messages, you're going to be filled with so many ideas. And so I'm finding building, just building the awareness of that platform is also by definition, building, building the authors, mm-hmm. building my services. It's, it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. And I think that feeds into probably my next question, uh, which is, let's say somebody wants to build up their ecosystem, so to speak, and they want to build up a roster of people that they feel like they trust and they can refer out and vice versa. Uh, I'm curious, is that kind of how you met that round of partners was just going out and, and having those conversations, being on podcasts, having them on your podcast, that sort of, that, that type of strategy to find and uncover those people? It helped. Uh, so for instance, the, my partner who did AHA That Radio with me mm-hmm. was uh, somebody who was on their show. <laughs> and so <laughs> Seriously. And we just talked afterwards and we're like, you know, we should do something together. How about, and then we gravitated to that. Okay. Um, in, in other cases, it's simply what I've always done, Matt, 
in terms of a business is I go, what would I want to do next, right? What's going to help me as a thought leader? How do I get my brand out? Oh, well, I, I, although I can do it myself and book myself in a podcast, who can do it for my clients? So I then went to a couple of different friends who I knew knew people in the industry and said, who should I talk to? And they gave me introductions and then we had the conversation. Uh, conversations on video, uh, Zoom in particular or wherever, is absolutely a great way to get to meet people. And so, you know, same sort of thing. I'm now uh, the guy who, the program we're running where the calendar gets filled up by using your LinkedIn profile. Um, I'm using that service. So I'm a client myself because I wanted to make sure it worked. And I'm excited when I wake up in the morning and I've got somewhere between 10 to 18 meetings scheduled. I'm like, this is amazing. This stuff works, right? <laughs> and, you know, the, the, I think the answer to your question is it's important to meet people. You got to see what their true, where they lie, who they really are, right? Do they, I mean, are they just doing it because it's a money-making thing or do they really want to help somebody else? Because at yeah. the end of the day, when I call a, what I call a partner or what I call a trusted partner mm-hmm. is that sometime in every engagement, stuff's going to hit the fan. Yeah. And when shit hits the fan, what you want to have is the person you're working with. You want to make sure that they are treating with respect the person who you pass along as your customer in such a way that when next time you talk to them, you go, man, I had a problem. I'm so glad so-and-so helped me in this way. And you're like, you're like, wow, yeah. that's, that's exactly what I would do. I'm so happy for you. That's what, I mean, that's what you look for, right? Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Um, and we'll wrap up here in a second. But yeah, it's one, one thing I, don't, I wish I could remember where I heard this. But essentially it was this. When, when there's a mistake made or something goes wrong, great news. Because it's the best opportunity to, to deliver an amazing customer service experience that they'll actually remember versus if everything just went smoothly and nothing went wrong. So I've, I've learned uh, just over the years of, of running the agency, like when something does go wrong and iTunes doesn't approve your podcast for a week, and it's supposed to launch and we're overdue and all like all, you know, things like that happen that are just outside of our control. Uh, the way that we handle it ends up building the bond even deeper than if things just went smoothly, right? Cause it, cause you're right. It shows you, it shows the clients at least what our values are, right? It like it, when, when stuff hits the fan, it really, really quickly uncovers what your core values are to, to the other person. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the more that you can par- partner up with people that have that same approach, the better, right? Then you know that your people are taken care of. You know that you can refer them and, and you know that when they refer people to you, they have that same confidence in you. So yeah, to me, that's, that's the ideal scenario for building kind of this trusted partner ecosystem of people that you can refer business to each other. It's fun, actually, yeah. right? Because be. here's the other thing, I don't have to be involved, <laughs> right? The, yeah. if, if I trust you implicitly in helping somebody I have passed your way, Matt, create the type of show that's going to rock their world, I don't need to be part of it. Every yeah. now and then I may check in and say, how's it going? And, and hear accolades, right? And, but if you can do that, here's the, the, the test at the end of the day is if I say to you, hey, anyone in my network is just like you and you go, hey, somebody needed X. Mitchell has somebody in the network. I'm just going to trust that it works. You pass it along. You hear good things. Maybe you get a referral fee as well, right? So you get a referral fee. You pass the client along you, uh, the client is happier, wants to use you going forward. I I mean, this is like the trip. I always look for triple or quadruple wins. Everyone wins here. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. 
Triple and quadruple wins. That may, that may be the title of the episode. I like that. That's a good way to look at it. That's a good one. Well, a quadruple win in this case, mm-hmm. you win because your client likes you. The person mm-hmm. you pass it to wins because they get a new client. Your client wins because they're happy. And mm-hmm. I win because I've created this structure that, that there's a confidence level that you can do that without spending so much time, you know, uh, it, let's say it's the, uh, this, I've got this guy in Germany who does Instagram. He's pretty spectacular. So if somebody says to you, I need to do Instagram, I need to do it tomorrow. You go, well, Mitchell mentioned there was somebody from Instagram. Let me pass them over, right? All four people win. It, it's spectacular. Yeah. Love it. Well, I knew it was going to be an awesome conversation. So this is exactly what I expected. And hopefully people got a ton of value out of it. Um, So just real quick, you mentioned a couple of the sites, but what's the main way to get in contact, especially if they're interested in the done for you book services? So it's ahatat, A-H-A-T-H-A-T.com. If you want to share content, you can just go there, uh, free to use, free to share. Ahatat.com slash author is where you can see our three-step writing process for those that just have to write themselves, or you can click on a button. Uh, the easy button and let us write for you. <laughs> so, so you have services for people that have to write themselves. That would be me. And then you've got services where you can interview them and, and you guys will do the writing for them. Absolutely. Got it. Love it. Mitchell, super, super awesome. I really appreciate your time. This is a blast. Uh, as always, can't wait for the next one. Thanks, Matt. Now, I believe that clarity releases energy. So I hope that this episode creates clarity for you by laying out a path forward in your business. Now, if you're interested in starting a podcast like this to help you break into a new industry or to establish yourself as an authority in a niche market, let's talk. We have a complete done for you podcasting service. That is my agency that I'm building and growing. And I'd love to talk to you about what we can potentially do for you. You can learn more at pursuingresults.com to get a sense of what our service is all about. And if you're ready, if you're really seriously thinking about starting a podcast, I'm happy to brainstorm your ideas and talk about the positioning of your podcast within the market, something that you can take away whether we end up working together or not. So you can grab a time on my calendar for a podcast brainstorm call at bookjohnson.com. That is bookjohnson.com. I just want to thank you again for listening to the show, for leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes and more importantly, for investing your time, your energy, your attention into the show. It really means the world to me that you would do that. So again, this is the UX podcast where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine, and we'll see you on the next episode.